How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm going to be a star. Hey, this is Eric from Standout Travel here in Sweden, and it's great to be partnering with Melfest Monday. Go and visit our website, standouttravel.se, to book your next trip to Sweden, and we're looking forward to host you. Happy Melfest! Listening to Melfest Monday, a podcast from the Euro Trip. Melody number eight. Still young with Velocirelli. Melody number two. Voices with Hussein. 
So you've just heard there the moment that both Charlotte Pirelli and Tusa qualified direct to the final of Melody Festival in 2021, along with the other five performances from last weekend's semi-final. That's right. We also, of course, saw Clara Hammerstrom and Alvaro Estrella making it through to the second chance round. And we will be talking about all that with our special guest this week. You might remember we had Axel Schillström joining us last week, former Melfest contestant. This week, esteemed backing vocalist Dia Norberg joins us. You'll hear from her in just a second, and she will tell you just quite the ridiculous history she has with both Eurovision and Melody Festivalen. It's fantastic to have Dia on Melfest Monday. We spoke to her on uh, one of the first ever episodes of the Eurotrip last summer, and she gave us a fantastic insight into her career as a backing vocalist. Uh, but not only that, we will of course be looking ahead to the fourth and final semi-final of Melfest 2021. And Rob has been very busy with some interviews this week. That's right. The fourth semi-final is one that has got us all excited, of course. This time next week, we will have heard all of the songs competing in Melody Festival in 2021. But two of the artists in that fourth semi-final I've been lucky enough to speak to. Uh, Lovad, who's one of the debutantes in Melfest this year, and also Tess Merkel as well. She was a member of Alcazar. She's got her own amazing history with the competition. So we'll be talking to her later on as well. And don't forget, we will, of course, be inducting another Melfest artist into the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. So we've got all that and more still to come. This is Melfest Monday. So that's right. Welcome along. Melfest Monday, episode number four, I think, James. Is that right? It certainly is. Yes. Well done, Rob. Thanks. It's a good start to the episode. It's very difficult to uh, to keep up with where we're at at this point in Melody Festival. And we've had three semifinals. We've got the fourth to come this weekend, which, of course, we will chat about in detail very shortly. But first, we must introduce this week's special guest, which is the esteemed Dia Norberg. Dia, hello. Hello. I love that presentation. That's so nice of you. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm happy to join you guys. Hello. It's fantastic to have you. Dear, now you have to tell the listeners, uh, if they don't know already, how many times you have done backing vocals at Eurovision and at Melody Festivalen. All right, because now I've done two more. So I updated my little list from last time. So um, Eurovision 12 songs, 11 years. In the Swedish Melody Festival, I now done 121 songs. <laughs> I feel like we say this sentence every week, but there is nobody better to join us to talk Melody Festival in this week than you, of course. Uh, if you, by the way, do want to listen to uh, my conversation with Dia in full from one of the very first episodes we did of the Euro trip, uh, that is still available for you to listen to. James, what did you make of Saturday night's third semi-final? It was another good one, Rob. It never fails to disappoint, does Melody Festival. And we were in for a treat as well on Saturday night. There was so many fantastic performances. And of course, Dia, you were involved in two of them as well. What was it like for you to be involved in Melody Festival and yet again? Yet again, I'm, I'm just so happy that I got that opportunity again and again. So, um, well, I'm along all my friends and since we've been working so little this last year I think everyone is more appreciative than ever to just be hanging out with friends and colleagues and this thing that I've been doing now for 20 years almost so 
uh, it was just uh, one happy, happy week for me. Dear, just just remind us who you were part of their performances last night. Yes, of course. So it was Charlotte Pirelli, my old friend, um, that uh, did the song Still Young. And then I sang backups with Clara Hammarström, song number three. They, they both uh, did a great job. And uh, yeah, I guess you're going to talk about that. But Charlotte to the finals and Clara Hammarström to the second chance, if you call it that way. Andra Shamsen. Which sounds far better when you say it than when we just say second chance, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> which, which means, of course, you know, much more work for you in the, in the weeks to come, which is great as well, of course. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the amazing thing, of course, about you doing backing vocals for, for Charlotte again is that it was Charlotte who you won Eurovision with in, in 99. So it's great that you've been able to keep that relationship going for so long so long yeah and it's so easy and like we almost don't even sing together before we, we go on stage because we know it's gonna work so i think we sang it one half time together and then you know it's just we, we know how our voices work together so no worries at all that was nice We'll talk about some of the other performances from Saturday night shortly, but I'd love to know what your your preparation is as a as a backing singer. You said there that you only sort of half performed it once before Charlotte went on stage. So what is your preparation like in the in the rehearsals throughout the day before the show on Saturday night? What are you doing to sort of get yourself prepared to take part on a Saturday? Yeah, I've been in my uh, little house in uh, south of Sweden and uh, I, I got the song and I got... The backing tracks and I listen to uh, I listen to all the tracks and I try to figure out what uh, what, what should I add uh, what what could be like what um, make it a little bit more live feel to it and um, so that's what I did and uh, I sang it a couple of times and I yeah I think this is what I'm gonna do to, to do my best uh, and to add something live and I sent that to Charlotte and she was like yeah that's that's a good idea so that's what I did and then uh, I've been there uh, Thursday Friday and Saturday. The, the question that me and James wanted to know the answer to which I'm fascinated about when the performances are are happening where are you because you're no. not you're not sort of in front of the camera on the stage with Charlotte and with Clara so so where were you? I was standing in a little like room with black um, fabric around me and a little table and a little monitor and a little um, yeah I had my microphone stand my lyrics everything like so it's almost like being in a studio and it's right next to the stage and the stage is maybe like two meters high I'm standing right next to the stage. Now for me on Saturday night Charlotte's performance was just sublime I mean it's always fantastic when a previous winner comes back especially when Charlotte comes back the amount of times she has participated in Melody Festival and but for uh, the other song that went direct to the final Tusa of course is a is a debutante uh, Rob I'll get your thoughts on it first fantastic to get a debutante straight through to the final yeah absolutely I, I think it's the uh, the first debutante we've we've got in the grand final of Melody Festival in 2021 so far we were chatting to, to Axel on last week's Melfest Monday weren't we about how Idol often prepares these singers perfectly for the experience that they're going to get in Melody Festival and I think we we saw that with with Tusa last night didn't we dear it was great that he had the preparation 
he knew what was going to happen in terms of the cameras and the staging and you know he was prepared for what was to come really yeah i i, I can see that with all those idol artists they're prepared for the stress and the direct tv and um yeah they're quite amazing because they seem to really like that thing that could be really stressful for other debutants. But if you've done Idol, it's fast paced and you have to like sing songs a lot and many songs a week to perform them like perfectly. So yeah, I think he was well prepared. And, and in Sweden, he's not really a debutant because many people that sees Melody Festival has also seen Idol, so. And dear, what, what's interesting is as well the importance of, of the running order. We've seen in, in semi two and of course in, in the semi-final that we just had on Saturday that singing first is a great position to get yourself through to the final. And also seventh place, the, the final slot, has seen three artists go direct to the final. So even though there's only seven songs, the running order is important, isn't it? I think it's important and I think that the ones who's been working with these songs for a long time also can see like how do we get the a powerful start and a powerful ending to get a, a good TV show as well. So you take those songs that maybe you can see has um, potential, maybe put them first and last. That's what I would do. Now we've talked there about the two songs that have gone direct to the final, of course. Um, we'll touch on uh, the two songs that went to Second Chance now. Of course, Clara, you worked with her on Saturday night. What was it like to to work with her, first of all? Because I'm guessing, was this the first time you've worked with her? Actually, I sang backups for her last year as well. And then she was like, never been on stage before last year. so. Uh, I think this was her second or third time on stage. So she's really never met an audience because the pandemic hit. Uh, she was supposed to go on tour and stuff, but she hasn't been on stage. So she doesn't give up. She's like, I'm going to reach there and I'm going to take this note. And she's rehearsing and she's so she's really um, evolved. The final song as well that went to the second chance round was Alvaro Estrella with Baila Baila. And he just brought a whole lot of fun to Saturday Night Show. I don't know what it was like for you, dear, where you were in the in the arena. But for us watching at home, we saw him last year with Mendes and he brought a fantastic stage show last year. But on Saturday, he just did it all over again. It was so much fun. Yeah, he's such a showman. I mean, I've known Alvaro 20 years as well, we worked together. They actually showed a little clip from a summer tour when he was uh, talking about what, how his life has been and when he started and everything. And I was there somewhere. We did a summer tour with Mark Julio and we were dancing together. And so, well, he's my friend and I'm so happy for him that he got through. I've loved speaking to all these Swedish performers and songwriters over the last few weeks because I found out that so many of you are just such best friends. That's been yeah. one of the highlights that I've seen. Have you got any other good relationships with anybody else who's been in Melody Festival in this year that you can shed a little bit more light on? Since I've done this so many years, you always know a couple of people in every uh, team around the song. So it's... If we were allowed to hug, it would be like 50 hugs a day. You know? it's, and that's how it's been for all these years. How does it change the vibe of the, of the performance, dear, in that obviously you don't have the audience, which is the major thing, but that you are in kind of a more intimate venue 
And how does that change things? The fact that you presumably are kind of, as you said, you're all social distancing, you're all in your own groups, but it is quite crowded, I imagine, in a sense, mm-hmm. back there. Yeah, it's quite crowded. And you, um, this year has been a little bit harder. Like you can't just walk anywhere with your pass. You need to like walk at the right time because otherwise it gets a little bit too much traffic. So when it's time for you to go there, someone tells you to go there. And, and I believe other years it's been more free. You just walk around whenever you like. But but I mean, it's a different feeling now when you have like a TV show and, and you can work towards the cameras all the time instead of taking in the, the audience. So for TV, I mean, it's uh, it's easier to do a good job for both the creators of the of the song and uh, the artist because you don't have all that things going around to take in. You can keep your focus. Now, before we look ahead to the final semi-final of Melody Festival in 2021, uh, let's just uh, quickly go over the the three acts that unfortunately didn't make it through to either the the final or the second chance round: Emil, Mustache, and Elisa. Uh, Rob, do you want to quickly go first? Your your thoughts on on the three that didn't qualify? Absolutely. I I thought one thing that is really difficult, and we are seeing that with this semi-final, and we saw it with the second semi-final, and who knows, we might see it next week as well is it's very difficult for these artists that do come with with Swedish songs. We're seeing a lot of of English songs going through to the final. We're seeing a lot of English uh, language performances that is is seemingly what the public are voting for at the moment. Dear, I'm interested to get your angle on that, because do you think, you know, that is more difficult if an artist does go with a Swedish song? And is that a shame, really, given that it's a Swedish music competition? You know, I really think it has to do a lot about if you believe it or not. Like if you could see in someone that this one wants to tell you something. Like Tusa's story before he sang his song, you know, it adds a lot of like, I believe you Tusa. I believe that this is uh, amazing for you to stand on this stage today. And I, I think all those little things that, that makes you uh, look at someone and, and really like, I believe your words and, and I believe that this means a lot to you. And like, so I just believe that the ones who went to the finals and semifinals were the ones who like said their story the best, I guess. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. So we'll be back with our special guest this week, Dia Norberg, on Malfest Monday a little bit later on. Also, big interviews to come with a couple of the participants in the final semi-final of Melody Festival in 2021, Tess Merkel and Lovad. But right now, it is time for the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame. Unfortunately for me, time for the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame, because for the second week in a row, I've uh, got a bit of a beating on this, James. I think even before we put the tweet out for the listeners to get involved and choose their winner, I think you'd already lost, to be honest, because we were choosing between both Sami and Victor and Hannah Firm and Liamu for best Melfes duo. Uh, and it uh, goes without saying that uh, Sami and Victor won with 74% of the vote, which is no surprise, really. Absolutely, you're, you're right. So that means that uh, Samir and Victor joined Mons in the Malfast Monday Hall of Fame. Uh, Mons is in there twice, by the way, if you're a new listener. He was inducted in week one for Best Malfest debut, and he was inducted in week two for Best 
Best staging, yeah, for, for 2015 and Heroes, of course. Obviously, of course, it all makes sense. However, uh, this week, uh, in honour of the return of our queen, Charlotte Pirelli, in uh, Melody Festival on Saturday, this week we bring you Best Returning Melody Festival Winner. Uh, so this is, of course, a winner of Melody Festival who has then come back. They've wanted a little bit more Melfest action and uh, we're going to pick our favourite songs from them. Uh, James, seeing as you're the winner, let's have your nomination first. Well, I was going to try a bit of an off-the-wall one, really. Uh, my personal favourite, um, Martin Stenmark. Of course, he represented Sweden uh, back in 2005 with Las Vegas and then returned in 2018, I think it was, with uh, Lot Huyten Brina, I think it was, uh, which is a fantastic song to me, uh, but I just don't think the listeners are going to get on board with it. So instead... I'm going to go for Sweden's representative from Eurovision 1991 and 2006 in her return, uh, Karula, when she returned in 2006 with Invincible. done there is you've appealed to the masses James you, you, you've not gone with your heart you've gone with your head I've gone with my head indeed I want to win that's what I want to do here I want to get a third victory under my belt for Melfest Monday Hall of Fame although it's not a, it's not about winning really for us is it but I've sort of Absolutely. taken it to the next level Absolutely not. No, I mean, it's it's more about the taking part as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, uh, my nomination for uh, best returning Melfest winner uh, goes to our queen, not Charlotte, but our queen Anna, Anna Bergendahl, of course. Uh, she represented Sweden at Eurovision 2010, of course, winning Melody Festival in that year. Unfortunately, though, uh, having the unfortunate honour of uh, being the first and only so far Swedish artist not to make it through the semi-final. Uh, Sweden, of course, missing from the uh, final of Eurovision 2010. However, that hasn't put Anna off returning to Melody Festival. And of course, she came back in 2019 with Ashes to Ashes. But my nomination is her entry from 2020, of course, uh, which was Kingdom Come. My kingdom come in Finished third in the grand final behind the Mamas and Dota last year. Uh, also performed in the same semi-final as uh, Dota as well, which was semi-final two of Malfest last year. So do you reckon, now that you've gone for Anna Bergendahl, a name that is very popular with listeners and fans alike, do you think you've got a chance of winning this week's Malfest Monday Hall of Fame? You've changed your tune. You said it wasn't about winning a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I could do. I reckon I'm going to draw things level. By the time we get to next week's episode, it'll be two each, I reckon. But as James said, it's not up to us, it's up to you. Uh, so make sure you head over to our Twitter, which is at Eurotrip Podcast. Cast your vote there. There'll be a poll appearing on Monday. It'll appear at some point, probably when James sends me a message to say, can you put the poll up? And I'll go, yes, yeah, sorry, James, I forgot. Uh, so it'll probably be late morning, I'd imagine. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. 
For all the latest Melfest news, head to eurovoir.com. So as ever, we will bring you the results of the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame poll on next week's episode. Of course, we'll be back next Monday when we'll be looking ahead to the second chance round. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because the fourth semi-final of Melody Festival in 2021 is coming up this Saturday. And I've been fortunate enough to chat to two of the competitors. Now, in a little while, we will hear from Tess Merkel. Of course, she was part of Alcazar. She's got a long and illustrious history with Melody Festival and almost as long and illustrious as our special guest this week, Dia Norberg. But up first, I have been speaking to Lovad. Now, Lovad is a relatively new artist in Sweden. Uh, she had a really, really popular song earlier in the year, which was a, a duet with Albin Jonsson, who you may remember, of course, from Melody Festival and in years gone by. And he wrote Lovad's entry into this year's competition. But with Lovad being a relatively new artist, I asked what it was like for her being in Melody Festival in this year and for her to tell us a little bit about her music career up to this point. It started like five years ago. I was starting to make music, record music. Uh, basically, I was doing it in my closet. Uh, and I was just, I didn't have any label, obviously. So I called every person on the Swedish radio station, every person who had anything to do with music. Uh, I emailed them. I think uh, they got very tired of me. <laughs> but uh, eventually, I started to get songs into uh, the radio. Uh, which led to that I got more like performances, bigger stage, smaller stages, restaurants and stuff. Uh, and then I got voted to be the top three artist in Stockholm by the Swedish uh, radio. Uh, so from there, it just got bigger and bigger, basically. Uh, and then for a year ago, almost a year ago, I uh, decided to change my name. And basically what that did, it was just putting me back to zero again. All my statistics just went uh, to zero. So yeah, I have been working on building my artist name uh, up again this year. And uh, I signed with the label and I started to make music with uh, uh, different types of producers and other artists. And um, I got the prize for my lyrics basically it's just been bigger and bigger and bigger and um, yeah now I'm here. <laughs> now was it your decision to enter Melody Festival or did the label say this is something you should do? How did that work? Um, no basically I was doing a duet with a guy called Albin who's also one of the writers of the song uh, and when we did the duet he was like uh, look I have this song or song idea that would be great for uh, Melody Festivalen. Uh, and he was like, you should really try to, to do this one because I think it would fit perfectly. Uh, so I heard the song. Um, it was a bit different from how it sounds now, but I was like, oh, this is amazing. This song is incredible. I was like, let's do this. And then we did the song together and uh, we we sent it to Melody Festivalen and um, we got in. What was it like the moment where you found out that you had been accepted and they wanted you and they wanted the song? Um, wow, I, I screamed. I was terrified. It, it was not a happy scream. It was a, a scary scream because I was like, what have I done? It was, it's, it's one thing to like talk about it and uh, 
like, yeah, we should uh, send a song in and it will be great, la la. But when it really happens, you're like, okay, I'm really gonna do this. I'm gonna stand on that big stage in front of these millions of people. So yeah, I was terrified, but also so, so happy. And I'm still terrified as soon as it gets to my mind that this is gonna happen actually. But yeah, it was mixed feelings. How do your how do your feelings change when you found out some of the other artists taking part this year? Because you know you've got some huge artists this year, like Danny Sosedo or Eric Sada, and the Mamas are back, of course, and and Dota. Yeah. How does that how does that make you feel when you realize that they're also taking part? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I from the start. I mean, I'm a new artist. I don't have that type of fan base that they have, and um, my song is on Swedish, so I think that. I went into this with the knowing that I'm probably not going to make it to the finals already. I have that mindset because this journey is such a big journey anyhow. Um, so when I found out that the other artist was going to be uh, in, it just made it more cooler, made it even more bigger. But yeah, of course, my odds lower as, as much as they announced the artist, but it's it's super fun. I don't feel any pressure at all uh, competing towards them. It's, yeah. it, it's that weird time at the moment where we know who's taking part, but of course, you know, <laughs> us, you know, us, the fans and us, the media, we haven't heard any of the songs taking part. So, of course, yeah. people will be keen to know what they can expect from your song. We know it's going to be in Swedish, but are you able to tell yeah. us anything about what we might be able to expect in terms of what it might sound like? Yeah, I think it's such a, a vulnerable song. So even that it's in like my language, I think that you're going to feel what I'm singing anyway. It's very, it's very like clean, naked song, uh, if you understand what I mean. Uh, so I don't think you need to know the lyrics actually to like get what I'm singing about. So great to have Lovad on the podcast this week. Uh, Lovad hoping to become the second debutant in the Melody Festival and Grand Final of 2021, if she does make it through. Of course, Tusa becoming the first debutant in the Grand Final when he made it through on Saturday. But right now, from one debutant to a woman who has been in Melody Festival and a lot over the last few years. We're talking of course about Tess Merkel. She's been part of Alcazar, she's been part of the Melody Festival and Choir, she's got a long long history with the competition but this year she returns as a soloist for the first time ever. She's opening semi-final number four on Saturday but I started with that question. I asked how many times she has been in Melody Festival and before. I think this is my 16th time, but not as, uh, as it's a different, different things. Like I've been um, back up singing way back. I've been producing numbers for other artists. I've been uh, playing drums for Andreas Lundstedt. <laughs> I've been uh, with Alcazar. I don't know how many times, maybe five times. But the thing is, this is my only time I'm on my own and how does that feel being solo the forefront of everything at Melody Festival and for the first time how are you feeling about that I'm so excited I'm so so excited and I love my song and I love uh, what we're gonna give you like show wise and and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be 
a hell of a ride and it's going to be fun. How did it come to be that you are in Melody Festival in 2021? Is it something where SVT approached you and they wanted you to be part of it? Or did you write the song and you submitted it to them? And, and how did that work? Well, I wrote the song and it was actually, I wrote the song with uh, Tony and Palel as the co-writers of the song. And it wasn't actually, uh, I, I just wrote the song with them. And it wasn't really, uh, it was meant to be me, but it, everything felt so me because I was in a period of my life that I was, it was a hard time. And I uh, started off to write things off and I'm starting all depressive with the lyrics and the blah, blah, blah. And then Sunday is something, one day I came to the studio and was like, no, we're going to do this uh, happy anthem. I'm done with this now. We need some good life and we need good loving. We need good life and good energy. What can you tell us about the song? You said there it's 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 almost an injection of happiness. You know, it's going to be yeah. three minutes of joy on the stage. But what else can we expect from the from the performance, from the staging, from the song itself? Well, uh, I promise you that you will see something that you've never seen before. Of course, uh, it's me alone, but it's but it. Uh, I love show. I love uh, being creative with uh, numbers and performances. That's like my core, my DNA. So I, I wouldn't do something in Melfest just by my left hand. This is uh, very, very, very important to me. Like this, this, that always the song and the performance have to go hand in hand. Have you, have you had a conversation with any of the, the the other guys that are taking part this year? Because of course you have, you know, you've you've come across them many many times. I'm sure in your career so far. I've been chatting with John Lundvik and all the lot, but but he's not participating. So no, we didn't, I didn't even really talk to them yet. Yet, yet. Has uh, has John said anything about about your uh, about your song? Has he heard the song? What does he think? He said. Oh man, this is just right for you, because he he uh, he snuck in when we were doing the strings in my song. And just finally, of course, you've got so many fans from from your your days as as a member of Alcazar, but also now. So obviously, everyone is looking forward to seeing the song. They're looking forward to seeing it on the stage. So, what have you got to say to to our listeners who are already big fans of yours? I won't let you down. <laughs> this is going to be fun. And uh, I hope that you will be fun. You, you will have, <laughs> you will be fun too. No, <laughs> that you uh, will like it. And you are a big part of this song and you're a big part of your own life. And let's do, do it the best we can together. So we've just heard from Tess Merkel there, who is, of course, competing in semi-final number four of Melody Festival in 2021, this coming Saturday. But of course, there are six other acts competing and it's not my place to read them out. It is it is not Rob's place to read them out because we've got Dia Norberg here and she can do a much better job at the pronunciation. So Dia, please take us through who's taking part this coming weekend. So after Tess, she's going out as the uh, first one up you have lovad with the song outing and precis likadant and then you have efraim leo with the song best of me and then we get to see the mamas singing in the middle 
After that, Sonix with the song All Inclusive. And then we have Clara Klingenström. She's singing Behöver Inte Dig Idag. And finally, Erik Sade with Every Minute. We say it every week, but it is... Uh... It is so much better to hear you say those those names properly than to hear me and James stumbling all over them. But it's it's really interesting. Some of the artists, of course, in in the fourth semi-final are some of the artists that fans, not just in Sweden, but around the world have been waiting to see. There's been so much anticipation, especially the Mamas. Obviously, we know their history with Melody Festival and, and, and not being able to go to Eurovision last year. Mm-hmm. Eric Sada as well. Uh, let, let's talk about Tess Merkel first, because, you know, I spoke to her a few weeks ago. It was fantastic to, to chat. You've just heard the, the interview there. And and Tess is someone with almost as, as long a, an association with Melody Festival and as you, dear. Yeah, I know. And uh, I mean, I've been doing backups for them a couple of times with Alcazar in the Swedish Melody Festival. And so our paths has crossed many times and we've been touring together as well. You, you you mentioned uh, just before we we uh, sort of started recording that you you and Tess's relationship goes back a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, more than twenty years for sure. Yes, we were touring with children's theatre actually, uh, and then uh, we've been touring like Christmas galas and stuff like that. When she's been singing with Alcazar, yes. So good. I think it's really fun that she's like taking a step out and doing her thing this year. It's, I'm excited to see. And another one of these artists who the Swedish public and the fans around the world have seen so many times at Melody Festival is, of course, Eric Sada. He's performing in that seventh place position, as Rob mentioned earlier on. It's a very popular position to be performing in in the semi-final. Uh, I spoke to Linnea Deb on last week's podcast, who, um, who wrote his song this year, as, as well as many other songs in, in Melody Festival. And, mm-hmm. and she described him as an ultimate professional. Uh, and I think that really covers it, doesn't it? Because he's one of those acts you knew you were going to get a fantastic show from. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. He's really a performer as well. So I'm looking forward to see him in action. And uh, yeah, I work with him as well. And I'm excited to see some some show coming from him, some dance steps, I guess, as well. I'm wondering if there's any of the performers in semi-final four that you haven't worked with. Is there any in there that you've never met before, you've never worked with before? Actually, in in this um, semi-final, yeah, I know the mamas, they're my friends, but the other guys, uh, I mean, it's Tess, the mamas and Eric Sada, I know. The other guys I have not worked. Give us your thoughts on the Mamas then, because of course we all know that they won uh, with John Lundvik in 2019 and then returned in 2020 and and beat Dotter by just one point in that dramatic final. How much are you looking forward to seeing them back this year to try and defend their crown? It's going to be really fun to see them again. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen them in a year and uh, they always do their best and uh, I bet they have a good song as well. They usually have good songs. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Also, congratulations to the people at SVT for doing an excellent job of putting them in the middle 
of semi-final number four, which is definitely not a coincidence, I would say, with their song title. So well done to them. Uh, we heard as well, we've heard from Tess on this podcast. We also heard from from Lovad as well. And Lovad is is one of the debutants, of course. And we've been over this already and how difficult it has been for debutants this year. And also how difficult it is when you sing a song in, in Swedish, which is which is what she's doing. It really is tricky, isn't it, this year, dear, for debutants in a year when there are so many established names and so many artists with such a big fan base already in the competition? For sure. And maybe important for them to keep that in mind that it doesn't always have to do with their performance. It's it's what you built up till now. It can be tricky. But I mean, if you do go through, it must feel like such a, an amazing like victory i guess how, how much then do you, do artists that say you work with who have not got much experience with melody festival and to the point that you have of course how much do they rely on your advice or how much are you able to give them in terms of you know kind of this is what you should be prepared for this is what you should expect you know how much do they kind of lean on you for for that wisdom yeah i think that's kind of my favorite part almost to just keep it calm and to try to give them some advice of course like there's so many little things that you don't know when you when you get up on that stage that you think you prepare for but you need to be so much more prepared than you think i think when you're a debutante because all the elements like all the cameras and all the the dry in the mouth and you need to drink water and you need to breathe and you need to have good shoes and you need to have all these things that, that makes your performance stronger and better and to put the focus here and not to two strange clothes that you're not comfortable with or bad shoes that doesn't make your walk look good and so I mean I'm just trying to like mostly give them my understanding for what they're up for because it's not easy and i think people that you know just go up there and do it i mean it doesn't really work that way it's more like okay so now you said your legs were shaking uh, this dress rehearsal that's so good because tonight you've already done that and you sang it so well now so you don't have to think about that that's not something to be scared of so just yeah, stuff like that now, Dia, you've got a week off this coming weekend. You're not taking part in semi-final number four. Uh, but I'm still going to ask you the awful question, the very difficult question, because we've never heard the songs yet, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So which of the uh, which of the seven songs do you think is, uh, are going to qualify to the final this coming Saturday? Well, actually, I haven't heard the songs, so it feels awful for me to say, because for me, <laughs> I really want to hear the songs and see how they can uh, bring that song. I think it's it's more fun to believe that someone new, you know, could come out as well that we don't know of. That's exciting. A very diplomatic answer, dear. Very good. Well, uh, J- yeah. J- James, if you want me to, to go out on a limb, I'm happy to. Come on then. What, what's your guess? Who do you think is going to qualify? 
And as we've said, it is a guess. We've not heard the songs at the time of recording. Uh, I'm going to say, and feel, and on next week's uh, on next week's episode of Malfest Monday, we can come back and say, Rob, you got that completely wrong. I'm going to say direct to the final, the Mamas and Eric Sada. And I'm going to say second chance, Tess Merkel and Ephraim Leo. There you go. Based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't heard the songs? No. No, not at all. Not at all. So who knows? As, as Dia said, it's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting just to see what we can expect. And then, you know, as we've said, after, after this time next week, we will have heard every single song in Melody Festival in 2021, which is so exciting. And then after that, of course, second chance round, and then the final, Dia, you, you're going to be back. You're going to be back in the second chance round. You're going to be back in the final. Yes, I'll be back. It's going to be so much fun. Well, Dia, it's just a massive thank you from both me and Rob for, for joining us on what is right now only about 12 hours since you were last on stage. Just thank you so much for joining us. So much fun. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure as usual. And good luck for your remaining performances as well. Good luck in the second chance as well and good luck in the final. Thank you. Keep in touch. So there we go. Another week, another edition of Melfest Monday. And as we've already said, this time next week, we will have heard all of the songs competing in Melfest 2021, which is very exciting. And James, of course, we will return next Monday. We certainly will. But until next Monday, of course, we've got to say a big thanks to Dian Orberg, who we've already said thanks to for joining us this week. And of course, Tess Merkel and Lovad for speaking to Rob last week as well. Lovely to have those three on the podcast this week. Absolutely. Good luck to them. Good luck to all the other participants in this weekend's semi-final. Uh, also, we should say we've got a returning special guest for the second chance round. Uh, so our podcast, looking ahead to that next week. Uh, Axel Schilstrom will be back with us, which is very, very exciting. Uh, but until then, James, time to say goodbye. It certainly is. But don't forget as well, we will be back on Wednesday for our usual episode of the Eurotrip. But until then, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. And from me, for the first time this week, it's goodbye. And from me, it's Guk Til Vin Svenska. I tried to do a, a hello and it's a, that's that's I've, that's made up words, James. That's made up words. I'm 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 gonna try and learn that for next week. Uh, and I'll say goodbye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.